Hello and welcome to HW News Report. Here you can listen to news from political and economical world. Follow this podcast now to stay updated. At HW News, we have been delivering news that matters to you. Our goal is to present you with information that simulates conversation around topics of larger public importance that are often lost in the noise of shrill prime time. Namaskar and welcome to this episode of What Does This Data Say? I am Ajay Prakash. India today is in a state of hyperactivity. There is so much happening around us. Firstly, if you remember, there was the India Wrestling Federation chief who was accused of sexual harassment and today we don't hear about it anymore. Then we had the Pathan movie, Making Waves. Uh, It's probably Bollywood's biggest hit in recent times. We then have a security scare yesterday in the Bharat Jodo Yatra as Rahul Gandhi approached Srinagar. And finally, the big bomb, the Hindenburg report on the Adani group. Once all this noise settles down, I will be doing an episode on the Adani group of companies and will be broadcasting it next week. I have researched some data which shows how Adani aligned himself to the growth of Modi and how he benefited out of that relationship. In today's episode, I am going to talk of an aspect or a trait of governments and especially this Modi government when it brings out some figures and presents them in front of the public and the public laps it up without realizing the importance, the value, and how those figures really benefit these people. The government starts projecting these numbers in front of the public. The public starts believing in them and spreading it around, and soon a worthless hype is created. The example that I have taken today is that of our GDP numbers, 5 trillion, 10 trillion, 26 trillion by a certain year. How India has become the fifth largest economy and very soon we will become the third largest economy. So hold all your celebrations till you look at the data which I am going to show to you in this episode. Just a quick reminder before I go forward. If you like this episode, do press the like button, share it with your friends, and do subscribe to the channel on wherever, whichever channel you are watching this. Just in case if you have missed the episode, you can come back and watch it under the video section of the channel. Or I have a website, theinfodiggers.com, where you can go and find all these episodes. Do follow me on the Info Diggers on Twitter so that you remain up to date on all the episodes that are being published. Ever since we surpassed the economy of the United Kingdom, we became a $3 trillion economy. Everyone started talking about the next milestone. That is when we will become a $5 trillion economy. Last year, Tarun Bajaj, our Secretary, Department of Economic Affairs, mentioned that India will reach $5 trillion by the year 2425. 
not to be left behind our chief economic advisor mr nageshwaran came up with his own prediction he said that in the next 7 years we will reach a 7 trillion dollar economy and probably the most reasonable prediction came from the rbi in their january bulletin where they said that india will become a 5 4 trillion dollar economy by 2027 the fourth largest in the world by 2025 the loudmouths that they are the politicians can never remain behind and will always comment on things even if they don't understand them the biggest surprise came from rajnath singh a few days ago when he said india will become the richest country in the world by the year 2047 that is the period which bjp calls the amrit kal and to top it all last week ernst and young came out with this report india at 100 in which they said by 2047 48 india's gdp will be 26 trillion dollars and our per capita income will exceed 15000 us dollars this report was released by ashwini vaishnav our rail mantri and not by our finance minister now having seen these figures my question to all of you is how is this going to benefit you how will it affect you is your quality of life going to change are your surroundings going to change think over it as i present to you the data for this episode now whether a high gdp is something that we should all be happy about for that let us first quickly understand what is gdp the gdp has four components the first is private consumption that is people like me and you who spend the money in buying household goods and services or the private companies which are operating in this country all that that they purchase and sell are a part of the private consumption the second component of the gdp is known as the fixed capital formation in simple terms it is the investment that goes into creating new buildings machinery factories housing anything that we spend today the benefits for which will come several years down the line goes into capital formation the third component is known as the government consumption now this component consists of all the purchases of goods and services by the government which includes intermediate goods and even the wages and salaries paid by the government the fourth and the most important component according to me is the net of exports and imports you take the exports done by a country in a particular year subtract the imports done and the net figure is then added or subtracted to the gdp now if the imports happen to be greater than the exports then there will be a negative contribution to the gdp which is the case that is currently happening with india our economy keeps growing year on year it is very interesting to find out how much each one of these components contributes towards our gdp i have taken the data for the last uh, 10 years and you will find something very very interesting regarding the handling of the economy by this present government the first line here the blue one is the private consumption 
Now, I've taken the data from 2011-12 to last year, that is 2021-22. You'll see that this line is almost horizontal. The contribution of private companies in our GDP has remained constant at around 56%. The second gray line is that of fixed capital formation, that is the investment. In 2012, it was 34.3% of the GDP. It went down after demonetization to 30.8%, again came back to 30.5%. So we are 2% roughly down in terms of investment. Our exports, the yellow line, that too has come down by 3% over the 2012 values. Today it is 21.5%. Government consumption, the last brown line here, is also down by around half a percent. So all these three factors, the fixed capital, the exports, and government con consumption are much lower than what they were in 2012. Now, where has all the money gone? Because private sector was constant. It has gone into our imports. The imports are really eating away all that money. So in relative terms, the UPA2 government under Manmohan Singh was doing better than what Modi ji is doing today. It was doing better on exports and it was doing better on investments. Yet still, Modi government keeps harping on the Vikas model and how it is doing an increased investment in infrastructure projects. So as you see, the GDP has no measure of poverty or the wealth of the people of a country. The GDP is a measure of the business done by a country and how much of investment the nation is doing for its own future. So when someone says we have become the fifth largest economy in the world or a minister comes and says that by 2047, India will be the richest country on this planet, that's all a hype that is being created. If GDP were to be related to wealth, then today our living conditions in India would have been better than that of the United Kingdom. In fact, there is a lot of data which suggests that the poor in India over the last 5-6 years have got poorer, while the rich have got richer. And that is because the wealth distribution in this country is highly skewed. The top 1% people in India own more than 50% of the wealth, while the poorest 60% have just 4.7% of India's wealth. I'll just introduce a couple of more concepts for which I'll be showing you some data, and that will explain this dichotomy that while our GDP is going up, why are people becoming poorer? First is the difference between constant and current GDP. Whenever someone talks about a figure, especially the politicians or our prime ministers or the Sarkari Babus, they always refer to the GDP as the current value. That means the prices are for that particular year. For instance, last year it was $3.12 trillion. Before that it was $2.71 trillion. And way back in 11-12, it was 1.72 trillion. Now, if one has to compare the GDPs of one year with that of another year, then obviously you cannot compare the GDPs at the current values. 
because many things have happened during that year. For this reason, GDP at constant value is computed. And for that, there has to be a base year. Currently, the base year is 2011-12, but this base year is redefined many times by the government. The GDP at constant value is also sometimes referred to the real growth in our GDP. The blue bars I have shown here represent the GDP at constant value. In the year 2011-12, both current and constant were equal because that was the base year. There onwards, if you see the constant GDP grows at a much slower pace. And it had peaked in 2017-18, again it came down, so it's kind of wavering. I'll just give you an example how the constant GDP is computed. For instance, today you buy a flat, a two-bedroom flat for say 50 lakh rupees. The value of this flat in 2011-12 was say 20 lakh rupees. So today when I compute the constant GDP, I will not use the figure of 50 lakhs. Instead, I will use the figure of 20 lakhs. So then the real GDP has to grow only when the number of flats sold increases and not by just the inflationary figure that goes into the current GDP. Now, if you divide the national GDP by the average population within a particular year, what you will get is known as the per capita GDP. This is again computed for the constant value as well as for the current value. But, but what the politicians will always refer is the current values because that is the higher of the two. So the difference between the current and the constant GDP values is the inflation. Higher the inflation, the higher the current GDP will become. And it may sound very nice that our GDP is growing much faster. In the end, now I am going to show you some projections of where our GDP will stand by the year 2047 and see this in relation to what the politicians have been saying. Of course, I too am making some assumptions. What I have done is I have taken our GDP values from the year 2005 onward and computed the average growth till 2022, that is about 17 years. Now, with the same growth, I have computed the remaining factors. The population projections I have taken from this Government of India report dated July 2020, which gives the population projection till 2036. And beyond that, I have again used the same method of extrapolation and I have there therefore calculated what our population will be in 2047. As you can see, the growth rate of our population is decreasing and will reach around zero in the year 2060 onward. Here is the result of this exercise. The yellow curve here shows the GDP at current values. Last year it was $3.1 trillion. In 2030 it's expected to be around $5 trillion in 2041 around 10 trillion and in 2048 around 15 trillion dollars and similarly i'll show you the per capita projection last year our per capita gdp was 2264 dollars by 2048 it will be around 9600 dollars 
whereas the per capita at constant value last year it was $1,400. By the year 2048, it will be around $2,300. This table here summarizes what I just told you. The basic assumption is that the world will behave in a similar manner as it behaved from 2005 to 2022. It will have all its ups and downs. It will have its share of wars. It will have its periods of good growth. It will have periods of a pandemic. And the exchange rate between the Indian rupee and the dollar would also follow the same pattern as it has followed in the last 17 years. So as far as current GDP values goes, we can put up any figure we want. It can be 15 trillion, it can be 20 trillion, it can be 26 trillion. What matters is the growth at constant GDP and that we are growing at a very slow rate. And India at 2047 will be very similar to what it is today. Unless some very drastic measures are taken, which the present government under Mr. Modi, I don't think they are really competent enough. Thank you very much for watching this episode. I'll see you again next week with some more data. Till then, Namaskar and goodbye. If you like this episode, please rate us with 5 stars right now. HW News Podcasts are available on Benchpods and all other audio platforms. Also, don't miss to check out South Connect from the house of HW News Podcasts. And we are sure you'll love it too.